Welcome to another edition of Politics and Red. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Everyone in the Harris County area, a bellwether county in the entire country, is... Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now witnessing what happens when there is a government takeover of an independent school district. Recently, the Houston School District was taken over by the state of Texas. And in, in the process, uh, their attempt to what many believe is uh, turning the district into one controlled by the private enterprise, private systems. But anyhow, above and beyond, today we're we're having uh, Karina Quesada, who is a mother of three kids. She's a former elementary school teacher, and she helps parents navigate throughout the school system where needs arise. She is also, more importantly, a community activist and advocate that many of us depend on. Karina Quesada, welcome to Politics Done Right. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, look, one of the reasons that got me into uh, calling you up is I, I saw a snippet of, of you, and I think it was ABC, and realized, and we're going to start sort of in the middle, realized that after this takeover of the Houston Independent School District began, that you as a, I think you're on one of the boards that direct, that advisory boards for the school, you were summarily dismissed by this new administration. So I want to start there because that that contention is something that I think is something that it's blown over from Dallas where he started and it's kind of showing up here. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that? So real quick summary on that. So the district advisory committee um, that is, uh, the, the, the way you get on that, or people are the, you have staff members, you have teachers and they have, uh, they are elected into these positions. Okay. So they, there's, uh, it's comprised of that. Then for the parent community and business, um, representatives, right. Those were always appointed by the elected trustees. Now, um, you know, the trustee was elected, right? People vote on who they want to represent them, someone you agree with, maybe their values um, and their views and their vision uh, for the district. And so then that person would appoint two people to represent that district so that the community was involved in the district uh, advisory committee. Now, the advisory committee does not have a, uh, there's no power to it, right? It's just an advisory committee. But when HB 1842, the takeover law passed, um, that comes, the takeover law, HB 1842, also has districts of innovation, okay? So it came together. Districts of innovation is part of the takeover law. Um, and so they, um, that in the statute for that, it says that in order for a school district to become a district of innovation, the district of innovation plan has to be approved, has to be voted on by the DAC, the district advisory committee, 
before it can move on to the board, the trustees, the board of managers now, and then they can vote to approve it. And then you can become a district of innovation. Okay. So the way the the reason it was put in that way is because if you a district of innovation allows you to exempt yourself from from up to sixty seven uh, education Texas education code right stat uh, law basically like things like having certified teachers having uh, smaller uh, a limit on class sizes uh, having required to notify parents if they're being taught their child is being taught by an uncertified teacher duty in other words. It is, seek, it is seeking the consent of the peoples who are, whose kids are attending the district to say it is okay for us to dispense of some of these regulations. Absolutely. So it's, it's wanting the approval of the parents, community members, and the teachers that are all going to be working under this type of plan. Um, and so again, in order to get it to even be voted on, to even get to the place where you have it established, it has to make it past the deck. I was on the DAC when we voted to uh, voted on district of innovation uh, district of innovation plan back in 2021. I voted no. We it was it never made it out of the DAC, right? That's why we are still not a district of innovation. So Miles is going around the clear intention of the law of the statute by removing um, dis, uh, district advisory committee members who weren't on board with this plan, who weren't on board with the, um, with the takeover. And so I got dismissed. 18 of the members now, of the members that are there, 18 of them have applied, had applied to be on the board of managers. Okay. A lot of these people have been very public about their support of their takeover and support of, um, of a district of innovation, right? And then now, last night they put on their um they voted on who's going to be the board decided who's going to be on this committee the district of innovation committee that's going to make the plan and out of those people i believe it was just two or three that had not applied to be on the board of managers like they're like it's all just the same in other words they're putting a whole lot of yes people on there that that are not necessarily reflective of the community it's not reflective at all. It's it's going uh, the clear. It's going around the clear intention of the law, right? Of why you would need to get a district advisory committee approval, right? Because before you decide to dismiss all these laws, you know you can't give that much power to a school board and a, a superintendent. That's why this clause was put in here to provide some guardrails, some checks and balances before you go and do this. And so he's gone around that. He's manipulated it. He changed the district policy so he can decide who is going to be on this deck. Okay, let's talk about the district proper. Uh, the Houston School District got taken over uh, by mm -hmm. the state supposedly for performance reasons. It turns out, as I recall, it's only Wheatley High School that fell in the performance, that, that had a performance issue now and that the school was actually on the ascent. Moreover, I understand that there are many other school districts within the Texas, in the entire Texas, that are doing much worse than uh, Houston has ever done, and they were not uh, taken over at all. So uh, do I have that correct thus far? 
Yes, and so in 2019, they tried to take us. They they tried to take us over, um, and then there was an injunction, right? And so they couldn't take us over. So then they filed. I believe it was Benincourt filed SB 1365. Right. Um, and so that allowed and brought in the mechanism so they can continue moving forward with their takeover. So. So that's why we're here. It's because of what happened in the past, not what is happening presently. So it's retroactive is what's, is what's going Okay, on. so they didn't care that that improvements were made. In no, it the doesn't district. matter. It's not about that. It's, it, it's, it's about taking over a school district. It's about taking over a school district that didn't do what they wanted them to do. Um, in 2018, we were supposed to charter off 10 schools, 10 of our schools. We didn't do it. We are one of the only school districts that had schools that could have triggered this uh, takeover. And all the other schools went ahead and chartered off their school, the school that might trigger a takeover so that they they wouldn't get taken over. So let we me see if I understand that. you right. You said in effect, this was a state bribe. In other words, in order to have a, a, a private corporation uh, get into the school district, uh, you you had you go ahead and you privatize some of your school and you avoid the state takeover. You decide that you don't want to privatize any of your schools and the state comes and takes it over. And now we have in Congress that will be, I think, in the October session, they're going to try to voucherize the uh, apply uh, put voucherization that would be applicable throughout the entire state. Correct. Correct. In the special session, yes. Wow. So, um, what, uh, and so, so what we didn't do the chartering and then we didn't do the district of innovation. So we were just being bad boys and girls down here in, uh, Houston, deciding for ourselves, what we want for our kids, for our children, for our teachers, for our schools. And, um, they were like, no, that's not what we want you to do. So they came and take us, took us over. This is all very, this is all political. Now, it's interesting because it's not like uh, uh, Miles, uh, Mike Miles had a success story at, at Dallas, the place that he came from. In fact, as I recall, he left a whole lot of scandals back there. And now, he now he's here uh, turning some of our libraries into prisons. Tell us uh, what, what is the recourse that parents have now that this takeover has occurred? I think what we need, we need to come together and try to I think the best recourse we have is trying to come together and find ways um, that we can uh, like some type of direct action, right? Uh, we I continue to go to the board meetings now, not because I I think that they're gonna anything I say is going to move them in any way. They're just there to rubber stamp. I know that um, it is there. I I go there so to 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 unite my voice with other people that are going that are also in the same predicament right it's so that the media pays attention so that the media covers it so that there's press which then gets out to more people so that we're all understanding that you're not isolated over there an island onto yourself or or maybe you decide oh i'm gonna ask my kid i wonder if that's going on in their school and lo and behold you find out that it's actually happening in your school too and um it was just appalling yesterday to to uh mike miles's response after seeing parents crying at this meeting talking about what their kids are going through kids themselves coming and speaking 
and crying about what they're going to. Teachers also uh, coming and speaking or having others people speak for teachers that didn't that wanted to do it uh, anonymous anonymously. Then also they were cutting the mics on the little kids. You know they get nervous and they start stuttering or you know, they lose their spot in what they were trying to say. And historically the elected board never cut the mic off kids. Never. I mean, it just, it's bad optics, right? Like that just doesn't like you're, you're a board over a school district that serves children. Like, why would you cut the mics on them? And yet they were doing that. And at the end of this meeting, Mike Miles basically calls us all liars that he had gone and toured the school with the board of managers and they know what's actually going on in the schools, not what these people here are saying. So called the, the parents, the teachers and the children, all liars. We're just all making this up. It's not happening. Well, it, it, it's good that we have people that are bringing, uh, bringing the story about what's going on at the Houston Independent School District, uh, a, a district that has been taken over by the state with the sole intent of finding a way to privatize it, finding a way to turn it, in, uh, turn it into, uh, uh, I, I guess what they're, they're hoping to do is turn much of it into a charter school system, uh, mm. Karina? Yes. Yeah, they're trying to, what's going to happen also is they're going to be closing schools. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's going to, that's already, that those, that's already in place. The wheels are moving towards that. Um, what's interesting to see is that we have on the board of managers, uh, a man that has made over $28 million off real estate, the CEO of Camden properties. Um, that, that's not a conflict of interest, right? Mm -hmm. We have someone that works for the college board, right? That's uh, the AP and the testing, someone that profits off testing our kids to death. That's not a conflict of interest, I'm sure, right? Like, you know, it's just, it's really concerning. And yes, th this is moving towards either closing the schools or chartering off the schools. And if they close the school, then the building itself will probably be sold to a charter and then a charter will, will pop up there. So, so it, then the real estate person makes money off of the sale of the school and the charter school system, uh, the privatized charter school systems makes a profit by turning each one of the children into a money-making widget. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there are no more restrictions because uh, you have voted you have voted to make it an innovation district and in making it an innovation district, you've foregone six to seven different regulations that govern how these schools should operate, including having certified teachers. So whereas they claim they're coming in here to make a school district safer, to make a school district more functional and, and bring students out uh, correctly, what you're getting is a school, a privatized school district with no regulation, with little regulations, with teachers that are not certified. And as we all know, if you take a look at the statistics based on charter schools versus public schools, public schools in general do better. So that's where we are at, at uh, university, or, or rather at the Houston Independent School District, unless Texas elects a new governor and legislator that cares about the kids. Is that about right? That's about right. The only thing is the they the school district doesn't need the district of innovation to charter off the schools. They can do that through SB 1882. Okay. But, but the but the district of innovation allows for all these 
freedoms that are guaranteed to the charter schools for the school district to, to do. Got yeah. it. Well, uh, Karina, Quesada Leon, give me a little closer how you'd like to close this session. Um, I think I would just like people to know that um, to really pay attention to what's going on in, um, in the school, in your school district, show up. Even if you're scared to speak, don't speak. You don't have to speak right away. But I'm sure that once you do, you, you go to one of these meetings, you'll want to you'll want to voice your opinion. But be involved. Uh, don't be afraid to speak up. Um, join up with Community Voices for Public Education if you want to know more information and more ways to to continue to fight to fight back, file grievances, file complaints. Um, get with us. We'll help you. We will help you file those complaints. And how can they get involved with you? Uh, it's uh, it's on the website. It's Community Voices for Public Education. I don't remember it off the top of my head. I'll put I, it in the blog. I know what the Twitter hang, handle is at Houston CVPE is the handle. Thank you so kindly. Karina Quesada, modeler of three, former elementary school school teacher and a community advocate and activist. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics yeah. and Right. Bye-bye. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.